0: Hey, Michael, hope you're ready to tackle this Tuesday with us.
1: Absolutely. And it looks like San Francisco's keeping it consistent with that light rain from morning till evening. Highs of 56 and lows of 52. Perfect weather for staying in and catching up on the news.
0: Speaking of which, let's dive into the stories lighting up today's headlines. First up, Masayoshi-san's SoftBank is setting its sights high in the AI chip industry with a new venture named Izanagi.
1: With a colossal $100 billion funding goal, SoftBank aims to rival NVIDIA by partnering with Arm and possibly getting OpenAI's Sam Altman on board for a separate project in the UAE. This move marks a significant pivot towards AI following SoftBank's divestment from Alibaba. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. This is The Pulse from PocketPod News.
0: Over to Mumbai, where Lightspeed India Partners hosted over 150 investors at their Liftoff Summit spotlighting the vibrant but cautious startup ecosystem in India amid concerns of overvaluation and aggressive fundraising practices.
1: And turning our gaze towards Europe, TikTok is under the European Union's microscope. The EU is formally investigating TikTok's compliance with its Digital Services Act, focusing on protecting minors, advertising transparency, and content governance amidst worries about addictive design and harmful content exposure.
0: It's clear there's a lot at stake globally. From groundbreaking ventures in AI to ensuring safe digital spaces for young users.
1: So stay with us. We've got all the details you need to stay informed today. This message is brought to you by PocketPod,
0: revolutionizing the podcast experience with the power of generative AI. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to content that listens to you, tailored to your interests, schedule, and style preferences. With PocketPod, every episode feels like it's made just for you, transforming how you experience podcasts. Ready for a personalized listening journey? Visit pocketpod.app today to join the waitlist. Masayoshi Son, a name synonymous with ambitious tech investments, is charting new waters in the artificial intelligence industry.
1: That's right. He's setting his sights on the AI chip market with a bold plan to raise $100 billion for a new venture named Izanagi. This venture aims to compete directly with NVIDIA, a current leader in AI chips.
0: To bring us deeper into this story, PocketPod News technology correspondent Katie Johnson has been following the developments closely. Katie, how significant is this move by Masayoshi Sun and SoftBank, especially considering their collaboration with Arm?
2: Jonathan, this move by Masayoshi Sun and SoftBank is monumental, not just in the scale of the investment, but in its strategic implications for the global tech landscape. By aiming to raise a staggering $100 billion for Izanagi, their new AI chip venture, they're positioning themselves as direct competitors to NVIDIA, which currently leads the AI chip market. This collaboration with Arm is particularly crucial. Remember, Arm is a chip design powerhouse whose architectures are used by tech giants across the board, from Apple to Google. So their involvement provides Izanagi with a foundational edge in chip design and innovation.
0: That's fascinating, Katie. Can you delve a bit deeper into the fundraising strategy SoftBank is employing here? How does it compare to their previous efforts? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. SoftBank's approach mirrors its strategy with the Vision Fund investment funds, where it also sought substantial contributions from Middle East-based institutional investors. For Izanagi, they're looking at $70 billion coming from these investors while planning to contribute the remaining $30 billion themselves. This isn't just about gathering resources. It's about signaling confidence in Izanagi's potential success and aligning strategic partners early on in this ambitious venture.
0: Speaking of competition, how do you see Izanagi stacking up against NVIDIA, and other potential competitors like OpenAI.
2: The competition landscape is definitely heating up, Jonathan. NVIDIA has been the go-to for AI chips thanks to its GPU chips capabilities. However, there's growing demand for more specialized AI chips that are both efficient and cost-effective, a gap Izanagi aims to fill. Interestingly enough, Sam Altman of OpenAI is also entering this space with his own massive fundraising effort aimed at $5 trillion to $7 trillion for an AI chip project. It underscores a broader industry trend where heavyweights are recognizing the critical role of specialized processors in advancing AI technology.
0: With SoftBank shifting its focus towards AI and away from previous investments like Alibaba, what does this signify for the company's future direction?
2: This shift towards artificial intelligence marks both an offensive and defensive strategy for SoftBank. Historically reliant on investments like Alibaba, SoftBank suffered significant losses through its Vision Fund during recent turbulent times in tech investments. However, diving into AI, beginning with divesting parts of its stake in Alibaba since March 2023, reflects a strategic pivot towards sectors poised for exponential growth and aligned with future technological advancements.
0: And what role does Arm play in all of this? Their significance seems paramount.
2: Arm's role cannot be overstated. Acquired by SoftBank in 2016 for $32 billion and having gone public on NASDAQ just recently in September 2023, with a valuation at $54.5 billion, it's clear they're indispensable to not just SoftBank, but the entire tech ecosystem serving companies like Apple and Google, among others. Their success not only contributes significantly to SoftBank's recovery, but also ensures that Izanagi has access to cutting-edge chip designs essential for competing in the rapidly evolving AI market.
0: It certainly sounds like Masayoshi Sun's ambitious plan could redefine competition within the AI chips market while propelling SoftBank into new technological frontiers.
2: Exactly, Jonathan. It's an exciting time for technology enthusiasts and industry observers alike as we watch these developments unfold.
0: That was PocketPod news technology correspondent Katie Johnson. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me, Jonathan.
0: The Indian startup ecosystem is buzzing with activity, but not without its fair share of hurdles.
1: Indeed. From Lightspeed India Partners' liftoff summit in Mumbai to the valuation challenges faced by giants like Baiju's and PayDM, there's a lot to unpack.
0: With over $20 billion in dry powder, are Indian VCs over-fundraising? And how is the global AI race impacting India's tech scene? These are just some of the questions we're asking today.
1: And let's not forget the early-stage investment trends that continue to thrive despite these challenges. It seems there's still plenty of optimism and opportunities for bold investors and innovators.
0: Sovereign funds stepping in with patient capital could be a game-changer for late-stage startups. Adds another layer to this complex ecosystem? PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes has been closely following these developments. Leah, the Indian startup scene seems to be at a critical juncture. What are your insights on these dynamics?
3: Absolutely Jonathan, the Indian startup ecosystem is indeed navigating through a pivotal phase. Let's start with the Lightspeed India Partners Lift Off Summit held at Mumbai's Trident Oberoi Hotel. This event, following its previous year's success, gathered over 150 investors, the aim to facilitate partnerships and investments within the Indian startup ecosystem. It's a clear indication of the vibrant activity still present in India despite some of the challenges we're observing.
0: Speaking of challenges, Baijus and Paydom have been in the news for not-so-positive reasons. Can you delve into what's happening there?
3: Certainly, BaiJUS and Paytm represent some of the struggles faced by late-stage startups in India. BaIJUS is seeking new capital through a rights issue, but faces a potential 99% reduction from its once $22 billion valuation. Meanwhile, Paytm went public at $20 billion, but now sees its market cap just below $3 billion amid regulatory issues. These cases reflect broader concerns around maintaining high valuations amidst market volatility and regulatory scrutiny.
0: There seems to be skepticism around Indian VCs as well concerning over-fundraising. What can you tell us about that?
3: Yes, that's another pressing concern. Indian venture capitalists have raised a record $20 billion in dry powder, sparking debates on whether there's more capital than viable deployment opportunities, especially when compared to the $33 billion invested in 2021 versus only $9 billion so far in 2023. This gap indicates not just caution, but also a recalibration of investment strategies amidst market shifts.
0: And how is India faring on the global AI front?
3: India is trailing behind Western hubs in foundational AI research and infrastructure innovation, with most opportunities existing at the application layer for consumer and enterprise solutions rather than core technical infrastructure innovation. Lightspeed pointed out that technical talent concentration in Silicon Valley remains unparalleled, signaling an area where India could further leverage its engineering talent pool.
0: With these challenges at later stages, how are sovereign funds making a difference?
3: Um, Patient capital from sovereign funds has emerged as a crucial support system for late-stage startups facing funding hurdles. These funds offer long-term investment perspectives that align well with growth companies focusing on sustainable unit economics, a trend that has gained significant momentum over the past three years.
0: Despite these late-stage hurdles, it sounds like early-stage investments are still going strong.
3: Indeed, Jonathan, despite later stage uncertainties, early stage investment activity remains vibrant with firms like Peak15, Lightspeed, Elevation Axel, and Nexus Venture Partners signing over a dozen deals in January alone. This demonstrates continued faith in India's startup potential and its ability to attract skilled talent willing to make bold bets amidst market uncertainties.
0: Leah Haynes, providing us with comprehensive insights into the evolutions within the Indian startup ecosystem, highlighting both challenges and opportunities amidst funding dynamics and global market conditions.
3: Always glad to share these developments with you and your listeners.
0: A major investigation is underway across the pond. And it's putting one of the world's most popular social media platforms, TikTok, under the microscope.
1: That's right. The European Union has formally opened a probe into whether TikTok is falling in line with its new Digital Services Act. They're zeroing in on how TikTok handles everything, from protecting young users to how transparent it is about advertising, and even the design of its platform that could be too addictive.
0: And if they find any breaches? We're talking potential penalties up to 6% of TikTok's global annual turnover. That's no small change. For more on this story, we'll be joined by PocketPod News National Political Correspondent Don Gallup.
4: Absolutely, Jonathan. The stakes are indeed high for TikTok. With the European Union formally investigating the social media giant under the Digital Services Act, or DSA, we're seeing a concerted effort to tighten the reins on online platforms, especially those with significant influence over young audiences. So what specifically triggered this investigation? The EU's concerns center around several key areas, protecting minors from harmful content, ensuring advertising transparency, enhancing data access for researchers, and managing risks related to addictive design and harmful content. This investigation was set in motion after months of gathering information on TikTok's operations and its adherence to these critical safety measures.
0: Sounds like a comprehensive probe. What can you tell us about the Digital Services Act that TikTok's being measured against?
4: The DSA is essentially the EU's playbook for regulating digital platforms. It's designed to ensure a safer digital space where users' rights are protected and businesses have clear obligations. For TikTok, this means demonstrating robust mechanisms for protecting manures, clear advertising practices, reliable data sharing with researchers, and effective risk management strategies against addictive or harmful content. And there
0: were already some red flags regarding
4: TikTok's content governance. Indeed, even before the DSA came into full force for larger platforms, TikTok had been under scrutiny for how it managed content governance and safety measures. This includes past investigations by regional consumer protection authorities into complaints about child safety and privacy. In response to these concerns, TikTok announced operational changes back in June 2022 aimed at addressing these issues.
0: You mentioned systemic risks related to platform design and algorithms. Could you delve a bit deeper into that?
4: Sure thing. One of the investigation's focal points is assessing how TikTok's design might encourage behavioral addictions or expose minors to inappropriate content despite age verification tools. The EU wants to see if TikTok has implemented effective measures that align with DSA obligations concerning privacy and security for minors, among other things.
0: What have EU commissioners said about this investigation?
4: Margrethe Vestager has emphasized online user safety in Europe as a core concern, while Thierry Breton pointed out that protecting minors online is a top priority under the DSA. Their statements underline a strong commitment from the EU to enforce regulations that safeguard users' well-being on platforms like TikTok. And if breaches are found? The DSA provides enforcers with various tools, such as interim measures or accepting commitments from platforms like TikTok aimed at addressing identified issues swiftly. It's worth noting this is not TikTok's problem alone. It marks a broader strategy by the EU to ensure digital platform accountability across all services operating within its jurisdiction. To wrap up then, what does this mean moving forward? This investigation sends a clear message about the importance of digital platform accountability in today's society. How TikTok responds will be closely watched, not just by regulators, but also by users concerned about their digital rights and safety online. It underscores an ongoing dialogue between technology companies and regulatory bodies on balancing innovation with user protection.
0: That was PocketPod News. National political correspondent Don Gallup, thanks for joining us today.
4: Thank you for having me, Jonathan. And
0: that's The Pulse for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin.
1: And I'm Steve Onsker.
0: Thank you for listening, Michael. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod Entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to PocketPod app.